When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, NFL Draft, first round reaction, live in the Bank Plus studio as we talk uh, Emmanuel Forbes in the first round and look ahead to tonight and tomorrow's second round and beyond action. Where could Jonathan Mingo go? We've got a host of Ole Miss and MSU players. Mingo, Zach Evans, Tyrus Wheat, Nick Brocker, Tavius Robinson, Cam Young, all projected draft picks in the in the seven rounds of the NFL draft. So we'll see uh, what plays out. We're going to go back to the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We welcome in NFL draft guru, Bo Bounds, live on location. Mr. Bounds, your thoughts on uh, on the rest of the NFL draft as we get set for day two and three? Well, I've been working the phones like Adam Schefter works the ah. phones. Okay? So when, you, when, when, when I got off at, at 8.25, uh, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. Two phones, talking to people. Um, you know that I'm frustrated with the Dallas Cowboys. You always are. But I, I stay frustrated. I, is anybody I – mean, they just don't ever do anything different. I, they stay in the same – they don't ever move. I mean, every now and then move when it's – when you don't have to give up some kind of big asset like Philadelphia Eagles did last night. They went, hey, we we want Nolan Smith. We want another edge. We want another game wrecker. Super talented. We'll give you a fourth pick to make sure we get this kid at number 30. And that number 30 money slot works for Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles, too. They were so much better than the Cowboys in the trenches, I thought, this year anyway. And Howie Roseman makes stuff happen. And who who are we talking to about that? Was it was it David Hellman or Palazzolo last week, where we did kind of a, a little bit of a deep dive with the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys? I think it was Steve Palazzolo was. last Thursday, yeah. which is a timeless hit. If if y'all are looking for really good content this weekend, 
and you have um, divorced Mississippi State or Ole Miss baseball, and and it's final, um, then you can go back to last Thursday on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds, and NFL senior analyst, pro football focus, Steve Palazzolo walks you through what Howie Roseman does for the Philadelphia Eagles compared to Stephen Jones and, the, and, and, and that group with the Cowboys. But, Blake, the bottom line is if they're going to sit where they are, which they usually do, they don't ever think about moving up. Just a little – I mean, in, in the second round, you could probably move up for let, – let's just say it kind of gets some tight you're, – you're thinking of Dak and the Cowboys – and you're trying to get a playmaking tight end, uh, you're thin there. Uh, we know how valuable good tight ends are in the NFL, whether it's the red zone or on third down, third and five, whatever we're doing. And let's say that two go off the board before the 58th pick for the Dallas Cowboys, and they're not sure if they get Sam Laporta out of Iowa, which is an absolute tight end factory. And you can give up a six-pick, Blake, for next year or this year to move up, I don't know, five spots. Would you do it, Blake? Yeah, I mean, it. it's easy to say, blanket statement, oh, you got to move up or move down or whatever. I think it's a lot harder to, in the nuance of the of the draft, make those moves. If things are falling to where you need to move up to get one of the top tight ends or top guards left on the board in order to kind of solidify that part of your roster, then yeah, you move up if it can cost you a you know fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. Um, I don't think you just move up for the sake of moving up if it costs too much. Like what the what the Patriots did last night, I think is what the Cowboys were trying to do. The Patriots moved back like three or four spots, picked up an extra fourth round pick, still got a great pick. The Cowboys were talking about trading back in the first round yesterday, but the problem was the team that they were going to trade back and get jumped by, the Chiefs were going to take the player they were they wanted anyway. So they didn't trade back. I, I yeah. think I well, think I, I, that, that's kidding. My, my point is they don't ever move though. They don't. I mean, uh, my I mean, point is, you know, we, all right. So so Dane Brugler's got four tight ends going off the board before they pick today. Yeah, they pick fifty eighth, and that is. To me, man, you know, what you know, what are you getting compared to if you move up? See, they've got a tight end going to Jacksonville right before Dallas picks, right? And then they've got uh Darnell Washington from Georgia going about ten picks ahead of Dallas to the Washington Commanders. They got Green Bay picking a tight end at 45. And so you really have to ask yourself, what will Dak be getting if they go tight end and not guard at, with the 58th pick? And, and is it worth going up to 53, 51, 49 on a back-end draft pick to make sure that you get, I don't know, maybe one of the three guys that you want at that position, maybe four? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's twofold. I think you absolutely have to move up if it makes sense to move up in that situation. I don't think you have to move up just for the sake of taking a tight end if you're sold that that's like what you have to do to take the tight end. I think it, the, if the price is right, you do that. I think absolutely. If it's not right, you stay where you are and you draft the best 
best player available at, at 58 and you keep moving. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. The, the Falcons, this is something we haven't talked about yet today. The Falcons drafted Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson, top 10 pick for the Falcons to take a running back. Their system last year with their host of random running backs led by Cordero Patterson, their running game ranked first in rushing yards, first in yards per carry, first in rushing first downs, second in EPA per rush, third in rush success rate, and third in first downs and touchdowns per run. But they drafted a running back with their first pick. (laughs) Well, I think, uh, first of all, I don't know why, Blake, but I actually watched a lot of Cordell Patterson running the football last year. I don't know if I just zone at the right time, but those stats jump out at you. But also, Blake, he, he's getting on up there in age. No doubt. So while he was still very productive, don't get me wrong, he, he is getting up there at 32 years old, and, and which is really remarkable that Cordell Patterson w- has been as productive as he's been from 27 to 32. It's really one of the better stories in the, out of Tennessee, speaking of SEC and tied at local. Um, he, he is one of those case studies that you – you just don't see that much of in the NFL where early on you're thinking bust and then 10 years later you're like, wow, he had an incredible productive career in the NFL. There's no The fact that he's still on a roster is remarkable because you're right. The first, you know, where, you know what his career was really looking like, which is crazy to say, but it had a lot of Laquan Treadwell in it where you go, this it guy did. just can't play receiver. And then all right. of a sudden – he did what 99% of people are unable to do, which is pivot and take a right. risk and said, all right, if, if, how do I get on the team? I play special teams and running back? Done. And I don't know who convinced him or, or sold. I don't know if, if, if it was him or a, 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 some kind of specialized coach or running back or offensive coordinator or wherever. But credit to him to pick up a, a ton of money from 24, 25 to 32 and go from wide receiver to running back. Yeah. It's really a remarkable story. It's crazy. But, again, I think what's even crazier to me is not only did Bijan Robinson go eighth overall to the Falcons, but then the, the Lions go get trade up and get Jameer Gibbs at running back at like 12. What What's happening? Running backs in the first round? What are we doing? Well... Here's what people need to be doing. They need to go smash some charbroiled oysters at Drago's this weekend on the property of the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road. No out. Drago's on County Line Road. Is there anything is there anything more divisive than NFL draft debates that have I guess no real answer right now? It's going to be interesting. I know around the water coolers in Mississippi there's only one discussion and it's uh it's probably not SEC baseball the way Ole Miss's state have gone. It's maybe a little NFL draft and that's what we're going to keep talking as we welcome back in Bo Bounds on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. This is the Out of Bounds show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And uh, 
Mr. Bo Bounds, is, is there anything like a non-sporting sporting event to get the people going? Well, it's not. And now that you and I have attended the NFL draft and we can really wrap our brain around how much bigger it is than I ever thought it was and what all we got to do last year in Las Vegas at the draft. Um, and obviously we have added more and more uh, NFL content to our show because it is the biggest, you know, the biggest monster um in front of us as far as sports but no you're you're right um and, and I, I get your argument like i you know i'm looking at what the dallas cowboys did last night and that hey man as far as the value of position uh, defensive tackle you know mozzie smith plus he's got a really cool name um <laughs> he's got true. really cool hair and and so i i, I like the pick I just I'm concerned with Dak. They they left him. I mean, as uh, David Hellman said, he had no wide receiver two and no wide receiver three last year, and yet was able to put up some pretty ridiculous numbers. I mean, think about that. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs would never do that to Mahomes. The Philadelphia Eagles would never do that to Jalen Hurts. Um, the San Francisco 49ers would never do that to any number of the seven guys that they have started quarterback. Uh, and there's some other franchises out there. But I, for me, I'm, I know the clock's ticking. You know, Dak is – he's already made several hundred million dollars. He's already taking, taken a dysfunctional franchise. Um, and his first few years, he had a terrible head coach in Jason Garrett. He's taken him to the NFL playoffs four times. He's won two playoff games. One of the losses against Green Bay, he had a ridiculous game. Uh, Lamar Jackson – has not been any good in the playoffs. And and yet, you know, you hear you don't ever hear anything, any shots about him. But the he's had a, an amazing career. Dak's had an amazing career. And two of those seasons, that year going in when they finally acquired Amari Cooper, they didn't have a wide receiver one, two, or three. And then last year, they didn't have a wide receiver two or three. Uh, I like the Brandon Cooks move, which you keep bringing up, but you got to do more. The Agreed. Eagles are always doing more. The Chiefs are always doing more. I feel like the 49ers are always doing more. There's some other teams. Uh, you know this, Blake. This comes down to not even inches. It comes down to millimeters in this league. I mean, it's just it, – it, and so my question continues to be, is Dallas ever going to take a shot? Are they ever going to get a little aggressive? Whether that's in the draft, you would rather them be – more aggressive in the free agency market, but not crazy. You're yeah. not you're not talking about add another another seven players. You're talking about adding two more players, and I like where you're going there. The bottom line is Dak Prescott's 29 years old. I think Mike McCarthy is a solid NFL coach. He's not Shanahan. He's not McVay. He's not Andy Reid. Uh, you look at what Philadelphia, the mojo that Philadelphia's got going. I worry about the New York Giants with Brian Dayball because he looks like a, a super cerebral, really good coach. It looks like they've got it together again in the front office. And, look, the New York Giants have won since the 1950s, okay? I mean, the Mara family, they, they, they lost it a little bit here in the 2000s, but for the most part, they've lived in the winning column. So when I add all that up, I just go, I get frustrated, and we sit here at the 58th pick today, and you wonder, Blake, 
Will four tight ends like Dane Brugler with TheAthletic.com, will four tight ends be off the board? And I'm not going to tell you that I – I mean, we've looked at it, but what will be the difference if Dallas picks the fifth tight end compared to the third tight end today for yeah. Jack in the offense? No, There's no doubt. I think the summary of all this that it keeps coming back to is you have to be willing to take chances to make your team better. And I think right. at the end of the day, the Cowboys are, as an organization, less inclined to take chances on whether it's moving up to get somebody or potentially even going after a free agent. They haven't done that in their history. Now, I'm not going to be the one that says that if I wake up every day and the sun comes up, I'm going to imagine, uh, you know, say, oh, all of a sudden it's not going to come up tomorrow. So I'm not saying that Jerry Jones changed his stripes, so to speak. But the mm-hmm. last year or so has been a different – I think this past season showed they, – they saw what happened with their team. And I think they said – even though we won 12 games, we left a lot on the field, and maybe there is something to this aggressive approach. And so we'll see. I, I, There was a lot of smoke about them wanting to trade back last night. They didn't end up trading back. They took somebody. We'll see if they decide to be a little bit more mobile today and tomorrow. But I, I would I, go up. Look, if we're talking about draft assets in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, who cares? Um, if you need to jump in spots, maybe more. I mean, they're at 58 today. Then then you do it. Now, here's the question, Blake. Does Jonathan Mingo go in the second round or the third round? Second round. Tonight. Second round. I okay. think he's listed. Okay. I'll have to go back and look. Um, but I think he's I got it right either here. one or two on most people's like best available wide receivers board left. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that's correct. I think Will Levis is like right, the number one guy overall, no right. matter position. And then I'll have to go back. Oh, uh, Jalen Hyatt, I've got Jaylen it. Jalen Hyatt yep. right here going to the Saints, right, at number 40, according to Dane Brugler, yep. which would be wonderful for Derek Carr, right? Saints fans could get behind that. And then we go all the way down. Ooh, there's A-Chain going to the Dolphins at 51 out of Texas A&M. And we don't have another wide receiver picked, according to Brugler, until the last pick in the second round. Typical Kansas City Chiefs always adding um, uh, to the mix Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina. That's according to Brugler. Yeah, I'm looking here, and and Brugler's best available players, Mingo is – uh, he was his 86th overall prospect, um, okay. and so he's about 40th on the list, so to speak, on best available. Um, again, it's it's what what we talked about with Bingo is going to be a little bit like when you're looking for why the Cowboys picked Mozzie Smith over Nolan Smith, uh, mm-hmm. the edge rusher from Georgia. They they took a D tackle from Michigan over an edge rusher from Georgia. The reason is, what do you want? Mingo is a what-do-you-want guy. If you want a big body, then you're drafting Mingo well ahead of any of these other receivers on the board. If you don't want a big body, if you don't care about that, then he may fall. Right. Hey, real quick, uh, it looks like Hendon Hooker will, according to some, will jump ahead of Will Levis. 
and Dane Brugler, the athletic.com has uh, the hooker train going to the LA Rams, maybe to sit for a year or so behind Matthew Stafford and get all that grooming from Sean McVay in LA. And he's got the Titans at 41 taking Will Levis. I think the Titans getting Will Levis in the second round would be a great pick because that was a team. There was a lot of smoke around trading into the back end of the first round, maybe to get Levis. If they got him in the second, that'd be big. I guess the question to me is, does Levis fall behind Hooker somehow? That's what they have, of course. Yeah. That's what Brugler thinks. Yeah. I don't know if that happens or not, but that would be wild if it did. All right. I want I want the Cowboys to move up 20 spots and take whatever tight end's available at 38. I'm, cool. texting, I'm texting Jerry right now. That was Bo Bounds on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. I got to go text Jerry Jones. We'll be back with more on the SEC Insider Hit coming up next. This is the Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone.